With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Will Poch survive much longer? The need to sell before June the 30th and in Kunku out for a month. Hello there, guys. What is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another episode of Let's Talk Nihilism. So, sorry, I mean, Let's Talk Chelsea for Tuesday the 27th of February. I'm quite busy this week, so I wanted to get a new show out there. And sorry to say, the, the best is going to get is a bit gallows humor today because the news stories themselves are not that uplifting as you'd probably expect about Pochettino his future maybe the change in tone over briefing around his place at Chelsea that could be over pretty soon especially if the result against Leeds doesn't end up being a positive one for Pochettino at Stamford Bridge and then Nkunku I mean is it we can't be shocked anymore with not only Nkunku this season but just Chelsea players in general breaking down seemingly out of nowhere so we'll get into that too I think the first place to start is of course Pochettino. There's been a lot of pieces since Sunday's massive defeat. And I think some people were detecting a change in tone over his position and whether it is now under real pressure. And given where we were a week ago, that didn't seem to be the case. Then you're kind of thinking to yourself, how legitimate were the positive pieces about him? Or are these pieces a little bit too extreme? And actually... Is he under that much pressure at all? I think there is an understanding that at the very least, an assessment will be made in the summer and the minimum requirement was European football. A massive chance and a very an easier chance to qualify for Europe was, of course, scuppered on Sunday in the Carabao Cup final. But this is what Matt Law has to say. And it was kind of, you know, part information, but part kind of his opinion as well, that Pochettino is under pressure, but sacking him would only prove Egbali and Bowley have no project. He goes on to say that Pochettino knows that he will face pressure if Chelsea falls short this season and can have no complaints that supporters, some of whom cannot get over his old Spurs allegiance, would find a mid-table finish deeply uninspiring. But if co-owners Bayley Barley and Todd Bowley, advised by sporting directors Paul Wynn Stanley and Lawrence Stewart, sacked their third manager since taking over, then all talk of projects, patience and philosophies may as well be chucked out of the window. All that will have changed since the Abramovich hire and fire days will be that there are no trophies to show for all of the changes and the queue for the Chelsea job will 
be an awful lot shorter. Probably the most spicy piece of this uh, analysis by Matt Law is that an associate of a top coach who would almost certainly be linked with succeeding Pochettino were he to go the way of Thomas Tuchel and Graham Potter remarked, every manager will be in trouble with this team. I think that sentiment right there very much goes in with my feelings at the moment. And I've had discussions with people. I'm not going to lose much sleep. And and to be honest, this has been the way for a while now. I'm not going to lose much sleep if Pochettino was sacked tomorrow. And, And even though I wanted him to become the Chelsea head coach, and I think he's a talented coach, and I think he could do some good things with Chelsea, given some fundamental flaws at Chelsea and some mistakes that he's made, I mean, you kind of are at a point now where is it the end of the world or can I be that? kind of upset given the way the season's gone it hasn't been incredible it hasn't been as bad as last season but when you look at the table it could still be as bad as last season and of course following a cup final defeat there isn't a lot of sympathy especially the way that extra time period went against Liverpool but it does say a lot that we've had this massive turnover where a week ago we were hearing things that you know Pochettino is still going to be backed and of course he will be reviewed in the summer but any talk of him being sacked early is 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 premature that was very much the briefing post-Wolves where he was under a lot of pressure and people wanted to see a change in head coach. Of course, since then, there's been a turnaround. We beat Aston Villa. We beat Crystal Palace. We had a good performance against Man City. But then, of course, we did lose in heartbreaking fashion in extra time against Liverpool. I think tomorrow is obviously very important because if European qualification is the minimum, it's not that Chelsea's only route into Europe is going to be through the FA Cup. You know, you look at the points tally and you look at the number of Premier League games still to play for Chelsea, then they could still realistically find themselves in the Europa Conference League qualifying spot in the Premier League. But given what we've seen so far from Chelsea, is there much confidence that we'd be good enough to go on a run? And we'd have to go on a run to catch up with the teams above us. And we've still got some difficult games before the end of this season. So that's why tomorrow could actually be quite defining if it turns toxic and Chelsea fail to beat a championship side in the FA Cup fifth round. So that that in itself becomes um, maybe a self-fulfilling prophecy. I do think, and this is just a general tone and, and, and thing I've seen from several clubs, it's not just specifically Chelsea, but I do think once we get into kind of this stage where it's like a referendum on the coach for every single game and... You know, he has to do this. He has to win this specific game or we're going to sack him. I, I kind of am of the belief then that where it seems to me internally you've lost faith of him. So you might as well change the head coach. I'm not saying that's the right or wrong decision. I just think that that, to me, logically, like it becomes a very unworkable situation and is why maybe the tide has turned. But, you know, make no mistake, whether you think Pochettino should be sacked or not, if he was sacked it really is a damning indictment again on the ownership. It's a damning indictment on the sporting directors. It's a damning indictment on what has happened over the past at least 12 months. You could go, you could stretch back further than that of, you know, even you could look at someone like Graham Potter and go, you know, was he the worst manager in the world? And I know some people really don't like Graham Potter. And when you look at some of the evidence behind that, I understand why. But it, it would look again like we've had multiple coaches come into this situation and nothing radically has changed, which again, I think just logically, then you have to look at something beyond just who's in the dugout. I'm not saying that Pochettino has no responsibility over the players he's coaching. I'm not saying that he should face no criticism for what happened on Sunday against Liverpool in extra time. I do think it's a player and mentality failure as much as it is a coaching failure. But you have to ask questions seriously about the direction of this club. That all these brief that, briefs that come out so constantly about the long-term project, about building this, about building that. 
And at the first sign of turmoil, you're not even prepared to give Pochettino a full season. I think it really does say a lot about the lack of faith and actual conviction behind the scenes they have. Because at times, the briefing suggests that they are very, you know, strong and confident in the direction they're going in. But when you make decisions of changing head coaches pretty frequently, I think it says the opposite. And I think it, it shows maybe that people internally at the club are already concerned about the direction and you know the decision makers are not really sticking behind i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here is in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Their choices and are already doubting it. So that in itself is a real problem. I also just think I'm not entirely sure who comes in because if they stick with the same strategy of a younger squad, we've already gone through why that's a flawed idea, bringing back Jose Mourinho, why probably Thomas Tuchel falls into the same category. And I think that there needs to be a serious conversation here around Chelsea and how we are going to move forward as a club to even get close to just making a unified club between its fans, the players, and the coaching staff. You know, who out there has a weight of character even close? I'm not saying you're going to find someone like him, but even close to Jurgen Klopp. Because I think with the flawed way Chelsea go about things, you need a massive character, a massive coaching personality to come in here and reconnect things and, and make fans believe in a in a project, whatever, or just believe in the, in the first team. I think in some ways Arteta done that over time because he, he got the patience and then eventually he got the results you know it's not like Arteta was this massive force of character I know he does a lot on the touchline but he doesn't quite he doesn't have the same uh, charisma that Jurgen Klopp does for instance right but he's brought that over a period of time or you bring in someone who's who is just like Mourinho 05 or Conte you know reincarnated someone who can really communicate a message directly to, to supporters but also has the tactical acumen to work with these young group of players I'm not sure who that is I don't have much confidence that we'd pick the right guy and I don't have much confidence that they wouldn't struggle with what they have and I think it's really damning that you know if that quote and you have to trust Matt Law's sources because he's usually very spot on if someone is literally saying you know you'd, you'd struggle with that group of players you'd struggle with that set of circumstances 
at some point, I think people have to realize that just getting the pound of flesh for sacking a head coach clearly isn't doing much and isn't actually solving our problems, which then makes the, the conversation for me have to go a lot deeper. But Chelsea, despite wanting to sort of solve things, uh, there could be some financial reality. We have spoken about this recently. Chelsea rivals believe club must make major sales to avoid spending breaches. This is also from Matt Law and the Telegraph. Speculation among some of Chelsea's rivals is that they need to raise around 100 million by the end of June this year. Sub club sources have refuted that figure and stress any early sales will be done with making signings in mind rather than needing to bring in cash before the next profit and sustainability rules are cut off. Regardless of the reasons why, Chelsea have braced for another summer exodus of players. They proved they can bring in quick cash last year by raising over £130 million before June the 30th, although their ta task is complicated this year because, of course, the European Championships, which runs between June and July. Now, there is some money that Chelsea could be making, obligations to buy money that the club are confident will be coming in over the summer. And that is one of those is Newcastle's obligation to buy Lewis Hall, which is on course to guarantee Chelsea a quick £28 million. Chelsea will expect apparently to earn over £30 million for the permanent sale of Lukaku after agreeing a, a £37 million release clause in the new contract he signed before joining Roma on loan last season. And then lastly, Chelsea inserted a £35 million release clause into the contract of Ian Matson before he joined Dortmund on loan in January, which they expect to be triggered. Now, just, you know, and this is very quick calculation, quick maths. If Chelsea do get the money for those three players, Lewis Hall, Lukaku and Matson, and it is the figures that Matt Law is quoting, that's over £90 million. So then you are pretty close to... 100 million that people suspect Chelsea need to get and then I'm looking at Armando Breuer obviously on loan at Fulham at the moment Kepper is a Balaga that's a that's another one um who is nearly at the end of his contract can Chelsea get anything for him this summer I mean that that still in itself is a because he he's failed upwards to Real Madrid and somehow is he's, he's probably gonna end the season third choice for Real Madrid which I think just says so much about Kepper as a player um but then, of course, there are other players within the squad who could be sold before then. Raheem Sterling is is one of those, obviously, that people have talked about. There could be others within the first team squad um, that Chelsea could part ways with. But I, when I look at numbers like that, I actually think that it isn't actually the end of the world. Like, if Chelsea are getting close to 100 million just for those three players, I think Chelsea will feel pretty confident they'll make up the money by the end of uh, June the 30th. At least that that's my belief. Um, it's not a great situation, but I think that those numbers there kind of show that Chelsea will feel kind of internally confident that they're getting close to that figure already. Finally is around Christopher Nkunku. I mean, it's been confirmed today in a press conference and it was confirmed in the usual sort of injury update that Chelsea do pre the, the Pochettino press conference that Nkunku is out for a month apparently. Poch has said could be out three to four weeks and it seems to be linked to his long-standing knee issue I mean it's just a farcical situation is it again uh, I didn't see anything on Sunday when he played against Liverpool that made it clear that he'd had some injury problems as it happened ha as it happened in training since but I mean it, it really is just uh, a sorry state of affairs and it and it again just it looks it's it's a symptom of a bigger problem I mean Chelsea FC themselves are in a rehabilitation phase at the moment are undergoing medical assessment as a club and it seems like the club itself can't figure out what this issue is and needs to resolve it because you invest in players like Nkunku you invest in players like Romeo Lavia you invest in players like Reese James if they aren't fit majority of the season how are you supposed to build teams 
and again i i I don't just I think people are very quick this season to throw it all on Pochettino because I think at the moment it suits your narrative to go where it's Pochettino's fault all these players are getting injured again little bit simplistic and kind of look completely forgets what happened last season the season before that Chelsea have had serious injury problems for quite a while now I think it is more relevant to to put blame on the current hierarchy you know since they've taken over and the massive turnover in personnel but th- this in itself is again such a sign of a club that you know is is broken in ways and and needs to be fixed and um, such a shame because in Kunku I think they've been very careful I don't think you can blame the coaching staff for and Pochettino for rushing in Kunku back I think they have been very cautious with in Kunku they haven't started him in games they've waited for second half appearances in recent weeks they haven't thrown him on uh, wildly or pushed him beyond the limit or at least that's what it seemed like that may have happened here but it's it's um it just shows you how fragile the situation is and, and how flawed things are at the moment and why, again, this summer is not just about, I think, buying more experience in the first team, clarifying what's happening with Pochettino. It's also about getting to the root cause of these injury issues because, again, it's a massive, massive flaw. So that is it for today's news show. Let me know your thoughts on the stories in the comments below. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this show. If you're a Chelsea fan and you want more carefree content, please do hit that subscribe button. Really helps the channel out as well as the like button and sharing it around with friends so more people can get involved in the community. And you can follow Son of Chelsea across socials at Son of Chelsea on TikTok, on Instagram and on X. Thank you. Podcast Network.